Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the She Rises Studios podcast. My name is Angela Bell, and I will be your host today. I am very excited to announce that today I am joined by Cindy Wittemann. Cindy is the founder and CEO of Driving Single Parents, Inc., which is a 501c3 nonprofit. She is a former single parent with a total of six kids, one grandson, one granddaughter, and a granddaughter on the way. She has a passion for giving back and helping single parents regain their independence. Driving Single Parents Incorporated will soon celebrate five years of existence while successfully changing the lives of multiple single parent families by providing them with reliable vehicles at no cost to them. These parents have gone on to have success stories of their own by using the car as a tool to transform their single parent struggles into things of the past while creating a bright future with lots of potential for their children. So Cindy, thank you so much for joining us today. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to speak with you today. Wonderful. So can you tell our audience just a little bit more about yourself and what it is that you, what you do with your, with your nonprofit? Absolutely. So um, uh, like you mentioned, I actually have three grandkids now. So that one has come since that was written. And so I'm super, super excited about that. Um, I am, like you mentioned, the founder and CEO of Driving Single Parents. And so uh, back in the day, I was in a domestic violence situation and I escaped that with my daughters. I put myself through college and worked two jobs and it was a real struggle. Um, once I got on the other side of that and really started to th think about the ways that I could give back, um, I was really passionate about doing something for single parents. And I thought back to my primary need and I realized that without my car, there's no way I could have worked my two jobs and put myself through college and got my daughters back and forth to school and everywhere they needed to be um, without it. So I decided at dinner one night, I just stood up and said, that's it. I'm going to give away cars to single parents. <laughs> that's amazing. And uh, we've been doing it ever since. And so it's really exciting. That is that is so amazing. And congratulations on everything that you've that you've done and accomplished. What inspired you to come up with the chapter of, or the title of this podcast? So it's it's better to come from a broken home than it is to grow up in one. Well, actually, when I was in that domestic violence relationship that I had mentioned earlier, um, I I was I always thought you know you could just try harder, work harder, do more, you know, make more meals, do all of these things that I could do to make the situation better. And I was actually folding a basket of clothes whenever I saw Dr. Phil on TV, and that's what he said. He said it's better to come from a broken home than it is to grow up in one. And in that moment, I realized that. I was dragging my daughters through this really bad situation by, by trying to do the right thing, by trying to um, stick with it. And um, once I realized that I could do that, that I could go ahead and you know move forward with this and then do it myself and do it right, I just, I left that situation. And so it is better to come from a broken home than it is to grow up in one. I mean, what you're saying makes so much sense. There's such a, so much pressure or just conditioning out there that says we're supposed to try to make it work um, even when it's an unhealthy relationship how did you like shift your mindset around that or get or get I guess find the courage to go against all of that you know conditioning and, and the idea that staying was the right option and really you know move yourself to the point where you could leave yeah, you know, I honestly don't know. It's almost like I was waiting for permission. And so whenever I was watching that episode of Dr. Phil and he said that, it really felt like he was speaking directly to me. You know, it's better to come from a broken home than it is to grow up in one. And I'm like, 
oh my goodness, I'm doing that to my daughters. Like there was no other option in that moment. It wasn't a can I or should I or would I? It was, that was my, almost my release button from that situation to where I just literally got a basket of clothes, a bag of diapers, my daughters, and we left right then and there and we never went back. Um, so then it was more of, you know, the struggle of getting through it and to not let my daughters down and to show them that even though I was their sole provider, um, that I was going to make it work. However, I had to, to get us into a successful situation. That's amazing. And so what would you, what, might, what might you say to another woman who, you know, is in the position you were in then and, you know, is, is, is hasn't, you know, made that decision, but thinks that might be the right decision to make? I would say you can. You can because, you know, of course, all of the conditioning that you deal with when you're in that situation of, you know, you're stupid, nobody will want you, you know, you're not good enough, you can't do this by yourself, you'd be nothing without me. So all of those are like you're conditioned to believe that. And so you feel this sense of I can't even if I wanted to. And so I would say to any female or, or man or anyone who is experiencing domestic violence or in an unhealthy situation that you can and there are ways out there. You just have to, to look for them. And if you put yourself into a position to where you're moving forward, it will come to you because you'll be doing the right thing by yourself and by your family. Thank you. Those are very wise words. Very. And so now going back to um, driving single parents. So you have this aha moment. You're like, I'm going to I'm going to give cars away to single parents. What was the next step? Where did you start to kind of put that into motion? So uh, when I came up with the idea, like I mentioned, I was actually at dinner with my then fiance and he said, I mean, I, I stood up and said, you know, I'm going to give away cars to single parents. And he says, uh, sit back down. Um, you're not giving away anything because he's a lawyer and immediately could see all of the uh, all the liability issues swirling around in his mind. So I listened intently. I called the server over. I asked her what she thought of the idea. She said, you know what? I came from a single parent home and I remember taking the bus in the rain and I remember being late to school and I remember my mom getting fired from jobs because she couldn't get there on time because of the bus system was so, un, you know, inconsistent. And I said, okay, that's all I needed to know. So that night we went home and went to sleep. I woke up at like four o'clock in the morning. I built the website. I started researching everything. And so by the time that I talked to my fiance, the next time he said, I told him like what all I had done. And immediately he was like, oh, so you're really doing this, huh? Like, yep, I'm really doing it. And so we gave away the next car less than a month later. Wow. The that's first amazing. Car, that is amazing. Yeah. And then the story of how I found that that um, gentleman who we gave the car to was also really inspiring. Um, he was involved in a motor vehicle accident. He was hit by a drunk driver. And in that accident, not only did he lose his vehicle, he lost his wife and his leg. And so that put him into not only single parenthood when he that was not what his plan was at all, but it also put him into survivor mode. And obviously then he was handicapped. So there was multiple different issues going on. Um, he went through months and months and months of rehabilitation and lost work and a lot of medical bills. So once he was ready to get back in the driver's seat, it was a lot of things keeping him from doing that. Mm -hmm. And so the vehicle, I went out myself and picked out the perfect vehicle for him, which was an SUV that could accommodate his handicap needs, plus the size of the family he was going to be taking where he needed to go and also, you know, his wheelchair and all the things that he would need. 
And so that was super exciting to see that family. And he still drives that vehicle today. Wow. It'll be six years on April 1st that I gave him that vehicle and he still drives it. That's wonderful. Wow. And so how do you pick um, who you're going to, who you're giving cars to? Well, what we have is a very basic application process. So people just go to drivingsingleparents.org. There's a very simple questionnaire, which is, do you live in Bear County? Do you have a driver's license? The ability to obtain, maintain car insurance? Just very basic questions. Are you a single parent? Once they submit that and they meet the minimum qualifications, we request a video application from them. So then they just get on video in three to five minutes and just explain to us their need, how much a car would transform their current situation into a better one for themselves and their family. And then we review all the videos and narrow it down to usually about the top five. And then we vote on who's going to be the recipient for the vehicle. Okay. That, yeah. I mean, it sounds like a, an easy process if someone needs to apply, but you've got your, you know, parameters in place to make sure that you're giving them to people who not only are in need, but also have the ability to maintain and make use of the vehicle. Absolutely. And then we also are very particular with our recipients because we're not looking for somebody who's going to have to live in the car. You know, we're looking for a recipient who can actually take it and use it as a tool to better themselves. Like so many of our former recipients have, they've graduated with master's degrees. You know, they've become homeowners. They've taken that higher paying job across town. You know, they've just done so much. have got married, done so many things to better their lives. So they weren't just trying to get to work and home. They were trying to get themselves into a better situation, much like I was now, working those two jobs and put myself through college was because I didn't want that situation forever. But I knew if I worked my tail off for a short period of time that I could make it where in the long run, I would be doing um, better for my daughters and be a better provider and have a lot more time on my hands to spend with them. Wonderful. Now, I know that recently you had a book come out. Um yeah. Shattering the Stigma of Single Motherhood. What inspired you to become a co-author in that book? Yeah, it's actually kind of strange. I never would have thought of myself as an author, co-author, any of those things. Um, I just, the title alone really just spoke to me. And it was, you know, being a single parent wasn't something that I chose. I did not want to be a single parent. In fact, that's the last thing I wanted to be. I wanted to be married with my white picket fence, my beautiful children, and the happiest life anybody could ever want to live. But unfortunately, that wasn't part of my story. And so I just really, I know that in speaking with a lot of the single parents I've come across with driving single parents and friends even, um, that's usually the story. Nobody gets married to get divorced. Nobody does, that I know of at least. And so, you know, single parenthood is something that is kind of pushed upon a lot of us. And I really thought shattering that stigma of people thinking that, you know, they have a lot of negative thoughts about single parents. And I thought, man, you know, if they could just see the stories of all these wonderful people who have been single parents, but have also risen through the ashes and, and become, you know, fantastic business owners and done so many great things with their lives and help others, um, that it would really help shatter that stigma. It's so true. I, I have a number of, of girlfriends who are single moms and they are amazing. Like I, I'm in awe of how they get everything done and keep going and, you know, play the role of mom and dad and, and, and they're there. Um, what is one thing you think needs to change when it comes to 
you know, single moms and how they're either, you know, treated in the community or in the workplace. Like if there was one thing where you were like, if this changed now, it would have a big impact. What would that be? I think if people could just see that these single parents are actually, whether it be a single mom or a single dad, they're actually doing double time and they're actually working double because it is such a hard job. And I think if people could just think about how that must be for the single parent who's actually living it every day, being mom, dad, sole provider, um, and, and juggling all of those hats you spoke about a moment ago, um, that that could really change somebody's perspective. Yeah, it's so true. And if, if there's someone like me who has um, a lot of friends that are, you know, in my case, it's a lot of single moms that I know, what is, what is something we can do that is actually helpful to our friends or our colleagues or our coworkers or neighbors that are, that are single moms? Because we all kind of think, oh, well, maybe I'll just do this. But what is actually helpful? I think being a really good listener be a really good listener. If you hear a single parent talking about, hey, oh, you know, I, you know, rush home every day and try to get dinner done, you know, maybe one night you could just say, hey, I, you know, have this gift card, you know, for you guys to go have something to eat, or here's, a, I made this meal, here's some for you guys, or hey, I'm, I'm stopping by HEB on my way home, you need something? Um, hey, I'm taking my trash cans up front, you know, can I, can I um, take yours too? You mind if I sneak back there? Just little things like that because single parents are very strong-willed and they want to not only show their children that they can do it, they want to show everyone else that they can do it all. And so they're not going to be apt to ask for a whole lot. So if you're already doing something that you like, baking cookies or cupcakes or whatever you're doing, stopping by the store on your way home, if you just offer those little kind kind words, even if they say they want nothing, the, th the fact that you thought about them and thought about they might need something will help them feel better about their day and all that they're accomplishing. Thank you for that. That is that is good advice and, and very helpful to know. Um, and so what what is your overall message for the audience today? What is one thing you'd really like people to take away from, you know, hearing this this podcast episode? I really want people to know that you can really do anything you put your mind to. I am just an ordinary person. And all of us single parents and all of us out there in this world, whether you're single, married, not, doesn't matter. We're all able and capable of doing all kinds of things that we put our minds to. Um, I am also co-authoring Overcoming, How to Overcome Self-Sabotage. Self-sabotage is something I have dealt with my entire life. Through every little thing, every little mountain I've climbed, I have dealt with that. And it's always been that in the back of my mind, me doing it afraid, pushing through the fear, making it work, um, accepting challenges. Uh, I, and I, so I really believe that if, if people could have the self-confidence to know that you are really special and you can do anything you put your mind to, you just have to push through it. Um, I think that would be my big message. That's, and that's a very important one. That's something that I'm really on my new TV show, which is called The Little Give with Cindy, um, that I'm actually uh, showcasing is it's just ordinary people doing extraordinary things to help others. That's what the show is all about. And then also to show the audience that even a little give can make a big impact. Something that might just be five or ten dollars on your end can actually turn into helping multiple youth homeless. It can turn into um, helping somebody with childcare. It can turn into these bigger thing, bigger things in life that are a big impact on the other end, even though it's a small give for you. That sounds amazing. Can you tell the audience a little more about, you know, your TV show and any other um, things that you have 
you know, coming out or going on that they can look out for? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the TV show just premiered uh, last week on the 14th of March. And like I mentioned, it's called The Little Give with Cindy. And it really is just a show like to spread good news. You know, I think so oftentimes bad news sells and there's so much of it just kind of swirling around everywhere you look and every station you turn to. Um, I really just wanted to do something that was positive that you could watch with your family that wouldn't have curse words or nudity or anything like that. It would be all good news and all showing that ordinary people do extraordinary things all of the time. And there are people all over this world that are actually going above and beyond to help others every single day. And there's so much amazing positive news out there that it just needs to be shared. And so that's what um, The Little Gives all about. And that's really the kind of message that I want to spread as a person in this world. Yes, I love it. I love it. A woman after my own heart. So amazing. Oh, um, thank you. So what is, this is our fun question. What is one thing that most people do not know about you? Huh, let's see. Um, probably what I said a moment ago about the self-sabotage. I think a lot of people always think like, wow, Cindy, you do so many things. Wow, you know, I wish I could be like you, people tell me sometimes, or wow, I, I really wish that I could do even half of the things you do. And I, I just want everyone to know that, no, I have my own self-limiting beliefs, my own self-sabotage, my own thoughts that try to hold me back. I have a terrible fear of public speaking. And whenever I came, uh, when I first started driving single parents, as the founder and CEO, that was like my role was to, to, to talk and to do podcasts and to do news interviews and to do all of those things. And it was horrible and it was terrifying, but I did it anyways. And so um, in September of last year, I made a commitment to myself that I was going to overcome my fear of public speaking in 2023. And I was just going to start saying yes to every podcast I got offered, uh, to everything that I possibly could. I was going to say yes. I was going to do it afraid. I was going to make it happen. And now I have my own TV show. What do you know? That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. That is a great outcome. So before we, before we wrap up here, Cindy, where can people find you online or what's the best way for them to connect with you? So you can go to uh, my website at littlegive.com. If you want to know more about the nonprofit, you can go to drivingsingleparents.org. Um, and then um, if you want to do nonprofit startup coaching, I help people all the time uh, start their own nonprofits. Um, you can reach me at cfviews.com. Thank you. And thank you, Cindy, so much for your time today, for sharing your story and your insights with us. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was nice speaking with you. And thank you everyone for joining us today and listening to the She Rises Studios podcast. Thank you all so much for joining another episode of She Rises Studios podcast. Please follow us online at She Rises Studios. You can also visit our website at www.sherisesstudios.com.